Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, before we get to our next guest, I'd like to take a moment and tell you about Acres Ale, one of our great sponsors on the show. It's brewed with Nebraska's corn. Do you like beer? This is a beer for you because even my family that came in over the weekend from St. Louis, what we like to call the beer capital of the world, tried an Acres Ale and thought, wow, Nebraska can put together a pretty good light beer and that's exactly what acres ale is if it can wow my brother my dad it can wow you too here in the state because it wows me uh every week it's acres ale crisp and clean with that light refreshing flavor it's locally brewed and it's the perfect beer to wind down your day if you're looking for an option next time you're in the store you're like hey i need something i need i need my so-called cheat day Whenever I'm having an alcoholic beverage, grab yourself a case of Acres Ale. You will not go wrong. At this time, let's change gears. We're talking to Scott Docterman. He is the Iowa football writer for The Athletic. Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Doc, man, I, I've been laughing the last couple of weeks. Because <laughs> I, I, I feel like I kind of know your temperament pretty well. We talk enough when we see each other. And I'm like, I think he's kind of misdiagnosed on social media with his real personality. Do you find that some of the most innocuous comments that you may have, like, get pushback? Or do you know what you're doing and I'm giving you too much credit? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm genuinely surprised by a lot of this I t- seem to touch a nerve with just about anything I do, and I, and I don't understand why. I, I remember a, about a month ago when I was uh, doing something about Iowa's offseason and whether or not they were going to be the favorite in the West, and next thing you know, I, I put something to the effect of that um, Nebraska was starting from scratch, and uh, I got an incredible amount of negative feedback from that. And then, and then I laughed this weekend when I see that Matt Rule said the exact same thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just because I cover Iowa, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a, you know, if it's a trigger or if it's just a, you know, there's just something anti-Iowa in the water. But man, I I'm surprised, especially with the Caitlin Clark stuff, because it's not unique that she brings out the audiences. And I understand that there was a huge promotion in Nebraska, but when you're looking at across the board, attendance is up 4,000 over average at all Big Ten arenas when she, when she comes to town. And But uh, that seemed to really uh, ignite the, the Husker fan base for some reason. Have you seen a player like that, regardless of gender or sport, that has captivated the masses like she has been able to do? No, not maybe, in any sport. I mean, I would she think is wrestling, a transcendent athlete. Yeah, I would she think does maybe, so many different things where after the games, they'll be, for 45 minutes, she'll be standing there you know, autographing 
shirts or fantastic. basketballs or shoes and things like that. I mean, she just she has a personality and a swagger to her that some people don't like, but I kind of think is hey, you know, it's welcome, you know, especially in this era for female athletes, and she empowers female athletes. And I mean, when you see signs of hey, I drove 450 miles to watch Caitlin Clark and. I've never seen anything like it. And there's another great athlete at Iowa right now, Spencer Lee, a wrestler, mm-hmm. and he has the same type of impact. But that's really on the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Clark has it across the board. You know, Scott, there's no denying that some Nebraska fans may not like to give Iowa credit ever. So uh, don't feel don't feel too bad <laughs> on that front. You know, just keep doing you because you you spark good conversation a lot, and that's what makes you a great follow on Twitter. And if you're looking to follow Scott, that's at Scott Docterman, um, and it's D O C H T E R M A N. Hey, all bias aside, for you, do you think Caitlin Clark's National Player of the Year? I think she has to be. I mean, you know, not, you know, if you just t- take a look at the numbers and what she's been able to accomplish, she's right now, she's second in the country at 27.3 points per game, and she's second in assists per game at 8.3. Last year, she led the country in both categories. And I could understand it if she was with like a team that was like 20th or 25th or something like that, and she was just putting up these insane numbers, kind of like you see in football where. Heisman candidates are on an air raid, you know, Heisman quarterbacks on an air raid or something. But I think in her case, I mean, the, the, Iowa's ranked sixth in the country. You know, they're 14-2 and two in the Big Ten. They've got a chance to be a Final Four team, and they're very good. they got a chance to win the uh, Big Ten title, or at least a share of it on Sunday if they win tonight. And um, you've got college game day coming in. And then, of course, you throw on the excitement factor, and I, I think it's um, I mean, Iowa's going to set the Big Ten record for women's basketball attendance this weekend. And I, I think all those factors should figure in that she is the most dynamic player in the sport and, and the best player and somebody who's worthy of that crown. And I understand Aaliyah Boston is a tremendous player unreal. and will be at, uh, in the WNBA for years to come. But if, if we're talking about men's basketball and you had a, um, a male athlete average 14 and 10, would they get the Naismith over somebody who averaged 27, nine points and uh, almost and has nine career triple doubles. I, I just don't, I just don't see that. Yeah, I think you know it's 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 interesting because the the only real peer uh, I, I think she has would be, gosh, got to go over to Villanova in the women's game. I don't even think you'd go to Columbia, South Carolina, and when. I'm thinking about it as a as a whole, Doc. You guys have had some big personalities, right? Caitlin Clark. Uh, I think I'm watching Riley Moss and, and all his post, uh, you know, uh, All Star Bowls. Kind of his personality, his delivery. What is it do you think about being on that campus in Iowa City? Where I don't know if it's it's fact or fiction that. It's com- you have to be a certain way and have a certain personality to function because I can think of about four or five athletes in the past six or seven years that kind of buck that perception of docile, kind of go with the flow, hokey, kind of greater good thing. <laughs> it's interesting because there are some that, that are in that category and there's some that aren't. 
uh, I look at like Luca Garza and Megan Gustafson, and they were you know, they were both Nat- Naismith players of the year in, in women's basketball, and they were everything that maybe the older generation, my generation, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, probably loves and respects, being kind of you know, deferential. They had great leadership. They worked really hard. But then you look at, as you said, you know, with Caitlin Clark and you know maybe um, some of the football players and and what have you, and they've got really you know vivacious personalities. And um, you know, I, I think in some ways it's up to each individual person. I mean, Caitlin Clark is transcendent, and the thing that kind of has frustrated me, and I think a lot of other people, is in some ways I think people calling her out on whether it's Twitter or, or any other venue, in some ways it's sexist. I mean, she got a technical foul for saying damn it after missing a free throw. If they called technicals for every swear word heard on a men's basketball court, uh, <laughs> they'd be shooting free throws until everybody was out of the game. And, and so I think in some ways it, it, we need to kind of reshape our attitudes towards her. And, and I think she brings in a lot of the younger generation that kind of grew up with that, you know, from the NBA and she's just transitioning over to women's basketball. So her personality fits in perfectly with what people want. You know, the wrestling team is always like that here. Uh, but I think it's what a lot of people really want to see a great player expressing themselves in that kind of uh, way. Scott, I got to get at least one football question here um, with you because, uh, I mean, you do such great work as, as well as all the other athletic writers that kind of work around the Big Ten. And, there were some collective findings being done about the new scheduling model in 2024 for when USC and UCLA join the conference. And, and if they so choose to, if when I say if they, the Big Ten Conference and school officials so choose to go that route. Based on your findings, do you like the model that won't include divisions, but one that allows for annual opponents? I do. I think that's going to be a really good thing for the league as a whole because We've seen a split in the East-West, and, and not only in the championship games, but um, you know, early on when the East and West were there, the first three to four years, um, there were you know even the point spreads were like three points apart. I mean, Wisconsin was a favorite over Wisconsin in the very first one. Iowa and Michigan State went right down to the end in, in the second one. But in recent years, it's been really kind of a, de- a decided advantage for the East, and and you're seeing the Eastern teams continue to reach see their ceiling or reach their ceiling and the West they've kind of played downward. So I do think it's important for them to kind of switch up and go to a more, uh, you know, a holistic conference, you know, one that where everybody plays everybody. But I, I also think that the protected rivalries need to happen because there are some that are historic. I mean, if, if they're going to say, okay, we're going to cycle off Ohio state and Michigan, then what do you do it as a conference? I mean, that's ridiculous. And then you see series that have uh, history, um, you know, Iowa certainly has history with some of its neighbors, and then some that have equity. I would say Iowa and Nebraska are that way. They've played on Black Friday every year since Nebraska joined the league. I think we're waiting for that spark, and for some reason I seem to be in the middle of it every time it happens. But, <laughs> but, uh, I, but then I also look at USC and UCLA and coming in, and they play each other, of course. But I, I think when you look at 24 protected series, I, don't think, I think that's too many. But I think half of them need to be protected. The other half could maybe cycle off. And, and here's something that, you know, that I've thought about that I know I've discussed with other people is if you protect three rivals for a four-year block, and you, then you'll play everybody else twice over that four-year block. 
And then let's say Matt Rule really gets Nebraska going, and maybe one of their protected rivals over that four-year block is Minnesota. But but something happens with P.J. Fleck. Maybe he leaves. Maybe Minnesota struggles. That's maybe not a series that need, that either side, but certainly Nebraska maybe wants to protect it. But the Big Ten might say, you know what, let's protect USC-Nebraska because that's going to get great ratings, two surging programs in the Big Ten, um, you know, games people want to see, whereas Nebraska, Minnesota, if, if that's the case, might be, you know, a hammer versus a nail, and it might be on BTN mm. um, as the fifth option some Saturday. So I think that's something that will eventually happen is you'll see a cycling through. Maybe USC opens up and plays four straight against Penn State or, or Ohio State, but then it cycles off every four years. Scott, great stuff, man. We appreciate your time, and we hope to talk to talk again soon. Thanks, Doc. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Words are hard sometimes, DB. But, hey, for all of you out there, thanks for joining us. Chris Schmidt, Eliza Herbal, coming your way later on this afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.